Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, June the 10th, 2019. It is currently 8.12 a.m. Central Time. Well, it's Monday, so that means we have a brand new week in front of us. And I think the best way to begin a new week is by turning our attention to the Word of God. We know this week is going to have all of its frustrations. It's going to have its good times, its bad times. You know you have all kinds of responsibilities to take care of. And so as you enter into this week, you need to enter in with your mind set on the Word of God. You need to spend a few minutes nourishing yourself on the Word of God so that you are ready spiritually for the things that are to come in this new week. All right, I think that's a great way to start, and hopefully you'll give me a few minutes of your time because I want to present to you a scripture this morning that I want you to think about, meditate, and discuss this entire week. All right, are you ready? All right, let's get started. Late last night, I was listening to family radio. I know you hear me say that over and over and over again, but I listen to family radio a lot. And you too can listen to Family Radio by getting the VBC66 app. If you go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC, that stands for Victory Baptist Church, VBC66, download the app, go down to the bottom, you'll see Family Radio, tap on that, the player will open, hit play, and then you can listen to Family Radio all day, all night. But I was listening to Family Radio, and sometime after midnight, they announce the Family Radio Scripture of the Week. Every week, Family Radio has a scripture, and then throughout that entire week, they read it over and over and over and over and over again. They may, may, they may read some devotional thoughts on that scripture of the week. And the goal is, by the time you get to the end of this week, to the end of the week, you have the scripture of the week memorized, all right? So they're trying to help Christians memorize scripture, which is a, such an important discipline. I know um, you always hear Christians, especially older Christians, always say, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, I'm too old, I can't. You can if you try. All right, you can if you try. All right, if you'll if you'll pick a scripture and you read it day after day after day, or if you just well listen to family radio and you listen all the time. Well, by the end of the week, I'm telling you, the scripture is going to be, it's going to be you know ingrained in your brain, okay? Because they 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 read it so many times. So late last night, sometime after midnight, I'm listening, and all of a sudden they announced the family radio scripture of the week, and this week the scripture is John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. Right? Now, I'm going to... Oh, what do I want to do here? This is, a, this is a situation where I could... I could um, do an entire devotional message, but I just thought about this, and I'm not. I've got, all, I've got a lot of ideas that I want to share here, but what I'm going to do is present to you a an interpretive challenge, a hermeneutical challenge. That's what I'm going to do first, and then sometime later today, I will come back and do another message on John 10, 10 that will look at it from a more a devotional perspective, all right? I think that's the way we're going to approach this. In fact, I may offer you two interpretive questions 
about John 10, 10, and then later I'll come back and kind of uh, do it in a more devotional way. I, I think this will be, I think this will be important. So we'll look at two questions related to John 10, 10. All right, here we go. I'm going to read it first from the King James Version of the Bible. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus is speaking here. So he says, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Then he's going to give a contrast. I am come, Jesus speaking of himself, I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. All right, so there's a contrast here. Jesus contrasts the thief, and the thief comes to do the following, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus has come that, he, that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. A contrast between the thief and what Jesus comes to bring, which is not just life, um, but life more abundantly. All right, I can read this from a number of translations, the NIV. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The New Living Translation. The thief's purpose is to steal and to ki and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, that one's very interesting. It's definitely offering kind of a an interpretation there to, to a section. The ESV, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. All right, now I can continue to read, but I think you're getting the idea from all these different translations. So here are the two questions. Question number one, who is the thief? Who is the thief? Now, your initial thought is probably going to say, oh, the thief is Satan. Satan comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have heard that kind of sermon preached 20 billion times. I know it's a little hyperbole. I've heard that kind of sermon, that kind of devotional thought. I've heard uh, even people on Christian radio say this all the time. The thief, Satan comes to kill, to, uh, to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what Satan tries to do. And they'll draw a contrast on how Satan steals things from our life, kills things in our life, destroys our life. And then they contrast that. But Jesus has come that not only you have life, but you have it more abundantly. All right. So who is the thief? All right. Now, here's what I would challenge you to do. In fact, there have been books written about some of the most uh, misunderstood passages in the New Testament. In John 10, 10 usually shows up in a lot of those books that does talk about some exegetical errors that Christians commonly make, which again, why? Here's the thing. Why do Christians make exegetical errors over and over and over? Why do they make the same exegetical errors over and over and over? Let me tell you why. Because many Christians don't actually study the Bible. They only read the Bible, but what they don't realize is when you read, you're interpreting, right? Because when you read, you've got to interpret what it means. Some Your mind is giving you some kind of interpretation. Well, unless you study, then you're not correct. You're not, you're, you have no way of knowing if what you're thinking as you're reading is correct. You have to read and you have to study, all right? You have to do your work. So that's your first question. John 10, 10, who is the thief? What is, the, what is this idea of the thief referring to? You say, how do I figure this out? Well, I will give you a hint. You could start in John chapter 10, verse 1. 
right? John chapter 10, verse 1 may be a good place to start. You figure it out. And when, listen, and when you find the answer to this question, who is the thief? Once you identify the thief, here's what I would tell you to do. Start in John chapter 10, verse 1 and read and see what you can find. Then find any commentary that you can discover. Online, there's all kinds of commentaries. Any commentary that you might, may have in your possession, look them all up. If you have commentaries that argue that the thief is Satan, look for their reason. If you have commentaries that say the thief is not Satan but identified as something else, look for their reason and see if you can figure out the truth. Okay, who is the thief in John 10.10? 10? Number two. All right, so the first question, who is the thief? Number two, uh, we have this contrast here. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then Jesus says he comes that they may have life. And I'll go down to the King James. Um, the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. More abundantly. What does Jesus mean by abundant life? That he came to give us life more abundantly. What does that mean? What does it mean to have abundant life? Is abundant life only referring to the quantity in the sense that everyone has physical life, but as a Christian, we have, we, have a, we have an extended kind of life because we have physical life, but we have eternal life. He's only speaking of abundantly and its quantity. Our life is eternal while others have physical life, but then they experience eternal death. We is he speaking of quantity? Is he speaking of quality? Right, uh, we ha they they will experience eternal death. We have eternal life. Is he speaking of the quality of life we will have in eternity, or is he speaking about not only the eternal aspect, the quantity and the quality? Is he also speaking about qu a quantity or quality, maybe quality of our life now? When Jesus says we have abundant life, that He came to give us abundant life. What does that mean? Do we only understand it from an eternal perspective or do we understand that we, we are to be experiencing abundant life? Oh, wait, we have a new week in front of us. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This entire week in front of us, we are to experience the idea of we have abundant life. Is that what he means? And if he does, what does it look like? Now, I know I'm asking far more, more than one question, but you get the idea. What does it mean that we have abundant life? What does that really mean? Do you really know what it means? Now, if you say you know what it means, okay, well then are you experiencing it? So here are the two questions. Who is the thief and what does it mean that Jesus gives us abundant life? Life more abundantly. Now again, the New, the new Living Translation gives you a hint, at least with one of these. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And that definitely, that translation gives you an idea that this abundant life has something to do with now, not just eternity. Is that, is that a correct translation? How do we understand abundant life? How do we understand it? Because if Jesus has given me abundant life, I want to understand it. And not only do I want to understand it, I want to experience it. I want to live it. And if Jesus has given us this abundant life, it seems that this abundant life should be present no matter what we are experiencing around us. So there's your two questions. John 10, 10, two questions. Who is the thief? Okay, we know what the thief comes to do, steal, kill, and destroy. Everyone, all the translations agree on that. But who is this thief? 
Is it one person? Is it multiple people? Is it Satan? What, what, who is the thief? And then Jesus says he's come to give us life and life more abundantly, right? That we will have it abundantly, abundant life. What does that mean? Now you say, well, how do I figure out what abundant life means? Well, you could start uh, by looking up the Greek word. You could start by looking up the Greek word. I think I have it right here. It's a uh, parasos, I think is how you say it. Parasos, right? You can look up the Greek. It's used 10 times, I believe, in the King James. Um, and you could look it up and see if that gives you any idea. See if that helps you at all. You could look up a number of commentaries about it, right? So this is what I will do. Um, I'm going to leave you with these two questions. And then on the VBC 66 app, on the VBC 66 app, throughout the week, I'm going to post sermons in the sermon and Bible study notes section on John 10.10. I'm just going to choose random ones. I'm not going to choose ones that I think necessarily get John 10.10 right, or I'm not going to pick ones that I think necessarily get John 10.10 wrong. They're going to be some I'm going to agree with, some I'm going to disagree with, but I'm not going to tell you. Your job is to listen to the different sermons on John 10.10, and you go, wait a minute, they approached it this way. Wait, they approached it this way. What, what do the sermons have in common? What do they have? Uh, how do they differ? That's going to be uh, the exercise this week. Now, I know we got other things to work on. We got some Roman passages to work on. We got, we got um, we're working on the 18 um, kind of points of Pelagian thought. We got, we got all kinds of things we're working on. But you know what? Spending some time working on a specific scripture for an entire week, I think, is a beneficial thing. So, the family radio, the family radio scripture of the week is John 10, 10. I've presented John 10, 10 to you, and I am giving you two questions to consider. Who is the thief in John 10, 10? And what does it mean that Jesus gives us life more abundantly? Abundant life. What exactly does that mean? All right. When you, uh, members of Victory Baptist Church, hey, use the live chat to let me know my phone number, you could use that. Or the people who are listening, not members of Victory Baptist Church, you can obviously email me at newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Many of you already uh, may know my phone number and you can contact me. Any, 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 if you know how to contact me, contact me. All right. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. If you know how to contact me, contact me. Let me know the answer. Who is the thief? Now, um, I do have to say this. Don't just give me an answer. Sh tell me, like, show me your work. Prove it, okay? Give me some kind of proof, all right? So John 10, 10, who is the thief? And then what does it mean to have life more abundantly? Give me some idea of what that means, all right? And, well, email me, chat with me somehow, let me know. All right, there you have it. John 10, 10, two questions. Well, get to work when you can. I know you've got a, a busy week ahead of you, whatever you're doing. Find some time to, to think about John 10.10. 10. Discuss it with each other if you can. And again, be checking the Sermon and Bible Study Notes section. I'll be posting some sermons on John 10.10. 10. Or anything else. If I find discussions, radio, anything that I can find, I'm just going to throw on there. And, um, well, we'll see. And then at some point, I may come back and do a more devotional type message on this idea of life more abundantly. Because that's the thing. When I, heard the, when I heard the verse read last night, that's what hit me. Am I really experiencing abundant life? What does that look like? What does that mean? How do I understand that? And well, I won't even give it away where I kind of ended up. I won't, I won't give that away right now. 
All right, there you have it. A new week, a new opportunity to study the Word of God, a new opportunity to share the gospel with people around you, a new opportunity to glorify God. Be grateful that we've woken up today. We are alive. We have life. Let's use the life that we have for the kingdom of God, the things of God, the glory of God, the purposes of God, um, to serve God, to serve others. Uh, let's let's kind of remember that life is a gift. We're steward, to be stewards of it. Let's not waste a second of it. All right, God bless. Have a great week. Start working on John 10.10. 10.